Welcome back to the Jamil Gabriel Show. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. So, what big story do we have for you right now that I had to make another podcast? Because I'm just super excited to talk about. First, Brendan Boyle. And if you don't know who Brendan Boyle is, he is a congressman in uh, Pennsylvania, 2nd District. And he came out with a bill to prevent Trump from becoming Speaker of the House. Now, I talked about this before, and I was like, that would be hilarious. That would be freaking hilarious if Donald Trump was the Speaker of the House and just passed um, and just kept passing impeachment like they did to him. That would be freaking hilarious, and there would be nothing that Democrats could do. They'd be like, well, uh, this is not fair. This is injustice. Of course, they're going to complain. But they're going to be like, you did the same thing. There was that, you know, Michael Flynn trial, um, Russia, the Russian hoax, all this other stuff, this, uh, you know, insurrection that was worse than the Civil War. And now they're and now when they were called out on and they're like, really, the Civil War? Now the Democrats are like, well, it was actually worse than 9-11. 9-11, really. 3,000 innocent lives were killed in 9-11. They weren't attacking military, uh, you know, places. They were attacking straight-up civilians. 3,000 people are dead. And not also that, people are still dying to this day. We started a war because 9-11. So how the hell can you say that, oh, the insurrection was worse than 9-11? Are you freaking kidding me? We went to war killing tens of thousands of people. Okay? Thousands of Americans are dead. Military people. This isn't to count the 22 veterans that kill themselves per day per day off of this war okay the toll that 9-11 has caused in the united states is in um you know it is insane to even put a quantify any kind of number or relate it to anything okay the trillions of dollars we spent the thousands the trillions of dollars we're going to continue to spend because we, you know, we have to take care of our veterans, or I'd hope we take care of our veterans, but, you know, we don't really care about them. But those people that fought, I mean, it's just insane. And yet this insurrection that killed one one person, then, yes, that's one person too many, but it was one person that was killed by a police officer just doing his job. So... Compared to 3,000 innocent Americans, and not to count the 2,500, you know, military members, and then the hundreds of thousands that have, you know, that have shell shock, lost limbs, all that other stuff that you're going to have to take care of, and you consider that the closest thing to um, the January 6th? Really? Okay, anyway, so Brendan Boyle came out, and like I said, I, I laughed at the, gawked at the motion that Donald Trump would run for congressman and then run for uh, Speaker of the House. Because, you know, that wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be feasible. He was already president. He, he even said himself he's not going to make a good, you know, congressman or Speaker of the House. And, you know, he wants to be the president again. Well... <laughs> This is the most hilarious part, okay? So the, Constitu the Constitution does not say it has to be a congressman. It doesn't. It, I've read it. I've reread it when I heard this. It does not say 
It they says it has to be elected by you know the House of Representatives to be the Speaker of the House, but it does not say at all that it has to be a congressman. Now, throughout history, there have been congressmen. That that is one hundred percent true. Uh, it's always been congressmen that went to become the Speaker of the House. Now, imagine, okay, because they are so scared. They are so scared that the Republicans are going to take the House of Representatives and Senate that they are pushing this bill, this bill. And if you think, uh, you know, it's hyperbole, like, oh, it's not because of Trump. It's because, you know, they believe. No, no, no. Brendan Boyle came out and said he clearly stated in the bill that this is to prevent Trump from becoming Speaker of the House. Okay. They are so scared of them. They are so scared. And they are so scared they are going to lose their, you know, seat. That a bunch of seats are going to flip. Nancy Pelosi is going to lose her spot. And all of a sudden, the GOP is going to elect Donald J. Trump as the Speaker of the House. So they are trying to pass this bill. And it's so freaking hilarious that they are freaking out. And like I said, I don't think... It's it's a long shot, okay? Donald Trump kind of laughed at the, you know, situation. He's like, "Well, that sounds interesting. I could probably veto." But the, he's also um his campaign manager has clearly stated Donald Trump does not want to run for Congress. He does not want to become speaker of the house. <laughs> he said it. He's heard it from the horse's mouth. Donald Trump has said it clearly. Um Kevin McCarthy, who's probably going to be the new speaker of the house, he's been talking to Donald Trump to get his endorsement to you know get uh more congressional seats so it is a long shot but this goes to show you how scared the democrats are this shows you how freaking scared like they are shaking in their boots i don't think they wear boots but they're shaking in their shoes they are they are gonna flip out when those seats flip uh flip and it's poised to i mean if, unless the GOP messes up really bad, it's unlikely um, GOP is going to lose the House of Representatives. Um, two things they're going to go for. Democrats tend to not vote during the midterms. Um, it's just the thing. That's why we have every two years um, an election. The turnout for, G, or, turnout for Democrats is very low. Um, that's why they're trying to push that HR one, but, um, what's his name? I talked to him about him before. He's from West Virginia. He Manchin, Joe Manchin is not going to sign it. And there's reason for that because Joe Manchin just has name recognition and he knows that if he signs it, he's going to lose his seat. That's a guarantee. West Virginia is mainly Republican. If you look at the senator's He's the only senator that's Democrat. If you look at the House of Representatives, they are all Republican, all of them. So it's and the only reason he was elected was because he has name recognition, because his parents were like generals or something like that. Or they were in politics. So they just kind of were like, oh, well, he's a Democrat, so uh, we'll just take him. So they know he knows that if he were to do something this drastic by signing on to H.R. 1, he would lose his seat like that. It would be so quick, there would be no way he could recover. He'd, career, he'd commit career suicide. So that's why he's not signing it, all right? So, but H.R. 1, 
Um, that's why the Democrats want it, because they know that Demo the Democratic base doesn't vote in the midterms. It's unlikely. That's why also Gavin Newsom is, you know, really shaking in his boots over here because he might lose. I mean, he's it's been shown that more Republicans are going to come out to vote this election than Democrats. And he's going to possibly lose, which is why he's, you know, implementing bills to, you know, try to try to sway the voter base. And he's like apologizing and going like, oh, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. I have a lot of work to do, all this other stuff. So, I mean, he's already canceled Larry Elder. Larry Elder is like, I'm going to run for governor. And I hope you guys vote for Larry Elder because that guy is a mad genius. All right. He's one of the best attorneys I know. He, he speaks eloquently. He's definitely top tier candidate and he's been a Republican ever since. And he grew up like if you listen to his story and read his biography, it's pretty crazy. Now, his dad was never a Democrat or whatever, but his dad suffered through, you know, really harsh times like he was down, born down south and he was, you know, under Jim Crow laws, he wasn't allowed to get a job. He wasn't allowed to, you know, do anything. And Larry Elder turned Republican when he, you know, because his dad left him at an early age. And when Larry Elder finally talked to him, you know, he was like, F you, F this, all this other stuff. I did it all on my own. And his dad's like, look, I grew up, you know, right when slavery was ending. Okay. And yada, yada, yada. Jim Crow laws and and then he gave the best advice. He says, you are not in control of the situation, but you are in control of the outcome. So no matter what happens to you, you are in control of the outcome, how you perceive that situation. And Larry Elder took that to heart and he's been a staunch conservative ever since. And he's definitely a good candidate. I'd recommend you vote for him. But I digress. Um, they they didn't allow him to be on the ballot okay they did the same thing with trump until the supreme court was like no you're gonna put him on the ballot because that's insane why why wouldn't you put him on the ballot he has a right to run for office so larry elder is planning to sue um he's probably gonna get it overturned larry elder feels confident in it he's one of the best attorneys i know right so We'll see what happens, but that's why Gavin Newsom is really scared because Democrats tend to only vote when celebrities come out and are like, hey, vote for this person. Or when it's, you know, a big election, like the general election for presidency, people are going to come out. That's why they wanted to pass H.R. 1 so that way they can mail ballots out to every single person. That way they could all vote. All right. That way they don't have to do anything. Make it easier because they know that these people are not going to go out on their own. So. This this is going to be hilarious. And it shows you it shows you that they are so scared of the outcome. They are so scared of Donald Trump running for any type of office and gaining power. Now, let's pretend that that is the case. Let's pretend he does, you know, he gets what he wants. Republicans turn House of Representatives and Senate. 
Is it likely that they're going to vote for Donald Trump? No. No, no, probably not. That's very, 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 very unlikely. Okay. You have um, Adam, whatever, the guy from Michigan. He's not a Trump fan. You got, I mean, he's probably going to lose his position, his seat anyway. But you have a lot of people that don't want to vote for Donald Trump. Okay. Now, it could go both ways. Now, Donald Trump could be like, well, guess what? I'm not going to endorse you. And they're going to lose their seat. If you don't, it's Trump's party now. There is no doubt about it. There is no questioning it. It is Donald J. Trump's party. It's not the Republican Party. It's not the grand old party. It's not the rhinos. It is Donald Trump's party. And he can do whatever he wants to it and sway the vote. If they want to keep their position in power, they would have to vote for him. Okay? Now... Is that possibly the case? No. I mean, it's really unlikely. Okay. So, but it does show you that these guys are freaking out. The Democratic Party, the liberal media, all that other stuff, they are freaking out. Okay. In, you know, in 365 days, campaign mode is going to be in full swing. Okay. Actually, it'll be a little bit before that because, uh, the last time you can register to run for office, it'll be in May. And I know I said I'm going to run for office. I'm still debating it. And I know I promised that I was going to do it. But a lot of other things came up. So I'll let someone else take my seat. All right. But the last when you could register to run for office for congressman and senate is in May. And then that's all the way up till November is just campaigns. So they are shaking because in May, they're going to see what the outcome is. They're going to see, you know, how many, who's the runner up, who are, who are the challengers? Okay. And if those challengers are seating like 50,000 people, those Democrats are going to be screaming. They're going to be like, oh no, they're racist. They're racist, racist. They're going to say that and try to, but everyone's going to be like, you're a bunch of dirty communists, all right? So now I got some um, really big news. This is actually huge, huge. China just threatened Japan to nuke them if they interfere with annexing Taiwan. I've stated this numerous times. I told you the day Joe Biden was elected, China flew jets over Taiwan. They've been wanting Taiwan ever since Dwight Eisenhower, ever since the Mao, uh, communist regime won over the capitalists and those white, or rather the white army, and the white army fled to Taiwan and set it up. All right. And Dwight Eisenhower was like, if you go and invade that freaking land, we will nuke the crap out of you. They've been wanting that ever since. Okay, now they have nukes and now they have Beijing Biden and they threatened if Japan intervenes, they will nuke Japan. Okay, now this could just be empty threats. All right, but there is nothing good that could possibly come out with the invasion of Taiwan. Absolutely nothing. Now, Taiwan has made a statement that they will. The prime minister of Taiwan has stated that they will fight to the last person before China takes Taiwan. 
Okay? <laughs> they will fight to the very last individual to take Taiwan. Now, America has been awfully silent, which tells you one thing, all right? We've already established it. We don't call him Beijing Biden for no reason. We don't call him China Joe for no reason, okay? They Now, China has been garnering money, and that, that's why they were hating Donald Trump, is because Trump was trying to get businesses back to America so that way it could cripple China's economy, Okay, if they have no money, they can't pay for troops, they can't invade, they can't do anything. Okay, now with all those businesses back in China, they can do whatever they want. They have the technology. All right. Do you think those Chinese people aren't jotting down every blueprint of a new iPhone or Windows player or jets? You know, they're like, oh, the F-15. Okay, I know how to build that. It's this, this and this. I have the blueprints. I took pictures of it. Or do you think they just go into the assembly line and are like, oh, we're just going to assemble this? No, no, of course not. Okay? A lot of our weaponry comes from China. I know this. I was in the military, and I can tell you that the computers especially clearly state made in China. So there is absolutely nothing good that can come from the invasion of Taiwan. It would have to be World War III. It would have to be. There was no possible way. So America, okay, let's pretend America does not intervene, okay? They do not intervene whatsoever. They pull a World War II. They only want to be defense. China Joe goes, well, we're not going to do anything until we are provoked, you know, just like FDR did, okay? And Thomas Jefferson wanted that, so I'm not really blaming him, all right? The problem with that is our influence over in Asia is so strong, it would be like a kick in the balls to the big, the golden triangle, all right, or parts of the golden triangle anyway. It would be a kick in the balls to Japan. It would be kick in the balls to South Korea. It would be a kick in the balls to Taiwan. It would be a kick in the balls to the Philippines. It would be a kick in the balls to Thailand. It would be a kick in the balls to Singapore, it would be a kick in the balls to all those countries, okay, that depend on America to defend them because they know they don't have a military strong enough, okay? That was what happened at the end of World War II. Japan was like, okay, we will surrender our military, but someone has to protect us. And America signed a treaty and said, yes, we will protect you guys, okay? Now, a lot of people argue, and I've argued this too, I don't like policing of the world, okay? But a treaty is a treaty, and that is what we signed. We have to protect Japan. Now, Taiwan, to the closest uh, island in Japan, is about 200 miles, 325 kilometers, okay? It's like 200-something miles. That, to put that in perspective, most, a lot of people, I wouldn't say most because... But a lot of people in the United States drive that far. They drive commute about 150 miles per day. So that puts it into perspective how close Japan is to Taiwan. Now, Japan has a defense force, okay? They were allowed to keep a small defense force. Now, if Taiwan is invaded, okay, they are only 200 miles. Japan can easily use their defense force and go, okay, well, we're going to defend our, you know, place. 
and America has to has to oblige. They have to. Okay, it would be like I like like I said, it would be a kick in the balls. It would literally cripple our entire economy. Okay? You think Japan is going to want to trade with us after, you know, we just shun them after signing a treaty and saying we're going to protect you? You think South Korea are going to do that? Say goodbye to your LG TV, Samsung, Hyundai, Kia. They're not going to want to trade with you. All these businesses that are in America, they're going to pull out right away. They're going to be like, you let China roll all over us. So they have to be, they have to defend. There's no other option. It would cripple our entire economy. Now, if they attack China, it would also cripple our economy. It would destroy our economy because most of our stuff comes from China. Most of our businesses have set up in China. All China has to do is close down the factories. We're done. We don't get no iPhones. We don't get Chevys, General Motors, all those companies, General Electric. All those companies, we don't get anymore. Okay, now they have to make manufacturing in the United States. That's going to take years to set up. It took years to set up in China. That's why Trump was kind of, you know, pushing us towards that. That's why they're like, let's buy American. Harley Davidson, don't move. Stay in the United States. All right. I know I put a steel embargo, but I need you to stay in the United States. That's why his famous speech, he did a speech about it with Harley's parked in the front White House. So. I mean, like I said, there is no possible way. I, I don't see the American coming out and not fighting for him. Okay. If, like I said, they're only 200 miles away from Taiwan. They could probably hear the blast of, you know, missiles. And yeah, I know that I forgot the island's name, but I know it's pretty small and there's more cows than there are people. It's still the territory. It's still Japan's island. And it's only just 200 miles away from Taiwan. So that, I mean, that is just really close. And Japan's going to defend their country, okay? And what, what's going to happen if they defend the country? America is going to have to defend Japan. They have military bases there, okay? <laughs> They're going to have to defend Japan. And like I said, if they pull the old FDR and not, you know, and pull the what Thomas Jefferson wanted and keep it all inclusive in the United States, do a Woodrow Wilson, that would cripple our economy. That would destroy it because we are strong allies with Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, um, Singapore, all those places that make a lot of our stuff, you know, that it, it would cripple us. We buy from them. And they would lose every little bit of respect to the United States. They would lose every bit of respect. We'd lose them as an ally. Because if China can walk over Taiwan and America won't do anything, what's going what's gonna to stop them from walking to Japan? Nothing. What's going to stop uh, North Korea from attacking South Korea? Nothing. And China is the biggest ally of North Korea. So what do you think North Korea is going to do? What do you think Kim Jong-un is going to do? 
He's going to go straight up over there. He's going to be like, dude, now is my time to shine. I'm going to do what my grandfather couldn't do. I'm taking uh, Seoul. I'm taking South Korea. And America is going to sit back and watch because they're going to see the lack of confidence America has. Now, you could say that China could pull a Japan like they did in Pearl Harbor. That's not unlikely. I mean, that's not likely to happen because they know that, you know, they don't want America involved. Like Germany did not want America involved in the war. They got mad at Japan. The reason Japan invaded Pearl Harbor or attacked Pearl Harbor was because of the oil embargo. We stopped them from using oil and they ran out for their conquest. So they decided to try taking it and, you know, uh, sue for negotiations, essentially, like what the South tried doing to the North. So, yeah, that's this is actually real. And unfortunately, I don't think Beijing Biden's going to do anything, which is why I'm going to keep saying this every time. I'm going to say, go out and vote. All right. Congress can declare war. Now, I don't want to see war. I want this war to end. But China knows that. They know about American politics. It's dumb to say that they don't. They definitely do. They know about it. They know that Congress will declare war and it's not required to the president. They can literally just declare war and that'll stop, you know, China. Now, the president's in charge of the military, sure. But Congress is the only ones that could declare war. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.